Hello and welcome to this week's Minutes with Maurice podcast. Folks that listened to last week's Panama Canal podcast may recall I promised a podcast on the Kiel Canal in Germany. I know it sounds like the word Kiel on a ship, however, it is spelled K-I-E-L and would probably have been pronounced or probably is Kyle in Germany, which would make it sound like a Y. The Kiel Canal is a north to east, which is the Baltic Sea Canal. Formerly known as the Kaiser Wilhelm Canal, it is 61 miles long freshwater canal in the German state of Schleswig-Holstein. The canal was finished in 1895, but later widened and links the North Sea at Brunsbüttel to the Baltic Sea at Kiel-Holtenau. An average of 250 nautical miles is saved by using the Kiel Canal instead of going around the Jutland Peninsula. This not only saves time, but also avoids storm-prone seas and having to pass through the Danish Straits. The Kiel Canal is the world's most frequented artificial waterway, with an average of 32,000 ships, 90 daily, transporting approximately 100 million tons of goods. Besides its two entrances, the Kiel Canal is linked to the navigable River Eider. The first connection between the North and Baltic Seas was constructed while the area was ruled by Denmark-Norway. It was called the Eider Canal and used stretches of the Eider River for the link between the two seas. Completed during the reign of Christian VII of Denmark in 1784, the Eider Canal was a 27-mile part of a 109-mile waterway from Kiel to the Eider River's mouth at Tonig on the west coast. It was only 95 feet wide with a depth of 9.8 feet, which limited the vessels that could use the canal to 300 tons. After 1864, the Second Schleswig War put Schleswig-Holstein under the government of Prussia. From 1871, the German Empire. A new canal was sought by merchants and by the German Navy, which wanted to link its bases in the Baltic and the North Sea without the need to sail around Denmark. In June 1887, construction started at Holtenau near Kiel. The canal took over 9,000 workers eight years to build. On June 20th, 1895, Kaiser Wilhelm II officially opened the canal for transiting from Brunsbüttel to Holtenau. The next day, a ceremony took place in Holtenau, where Wilhelm II named the waterway the Kaiser Wilhelm Canal after his grandfather, Kaiser Wilhelm I. 
and laid the final stone. British director Bert Akers filmed the opening of the canal. The Science Museum in London preserves surviving footage of this early film. The first vessel to pass through the canal was the Aviso SMS Jagged, sent through in late April, actually before the canal officially opened, to determine if it was ready for use. To cope with the increasing traffic and the demands of the Imperial German Navy between 1907 and 1914, the canal was widened by Germany to allow dreadnought-sized battleships to pass through, allowing them to travel between the Baltic Sea and the North Sea without having to go around Denmark. Two larger canal locks in Brandsboodel and Holtenau were installed to complete the enlargement. After World War I, the Treaty of Versailles required the canal to be open to vessels of commerce and of war of any nation at peace with Germany, while leaving it under German administration. The United States opposed this proposal to avoid setting a precedent for similar concessions on the Panama Canal. The government, under Adolf Hitler, repudiated its international status in 1936, but the canal was reopened to all traffic after World War II. In 1948, the current name was adopted. The canal was partially closed for a period in March 2013 after two lock gates failed at the western end near Brown's Boodle. Ships larger than 410 feet were forced to navigate via Skagerrak, a 280-mile detour. The failure was blamed on neglect and a lack of funding by the German federal government, which has been in financial dispute with the state of Schleswig-Holstein regarding the canal. Germany's transport ministry promised rapid repairs. The canal is governed by detailed traffic rules. Each vessel using the canal is categorized into one of six traffic groups according to its dimensions. Larger ships are obliged to accept pilots and specialized canal helmsmen. In some cases, even the assistance of a tugboat. Furthermore, there are regulations regarding the passing of oncoming ships. Larger ships may also be required to moor at the bollards, provided at intervals along the canal to allow the passage of oncoming vessels. Special rules apply to pleasure craft. All permanent fixed bridges crossing the canal since its construction have a clearance of 138 feet. Maximum length for shipping passing the canal 
is 772 plus feet, with the maximum width of a beam across side by side of 106.6 feet. These ships can have a draft or depth of up to 22.97 feet. Ships up to a length of 524, almost 525 feet, may have a draft of up to 31, that is 31.2 feet. The Balker Ever Leader, dead weight of 74,001 tons, is considered to be the cargo ship that to date has come closest to the overall limits. The cruise ship Norwegian Dream had to be altered to allow clearance under one or more of the bridges. A close friend of mine was aboard the Dream and watched the ship's funnels, or smokestacks, being lowered along with portions of the ship's bridge or control house being lowered. She and her fellow travelers watched fascinated as the ship cleared by inches. Several railway lines and federal roads uh, cross the canal on 11 fixed links. The bridges have a clearance of 138 feet, allowing for ship heights up to 130 feet. The oldest bridge still in use is the Levensaw High Bridge from 1893. However, the bridge will be replaced in the course of a canal expansion already underway. Thank you for listening to today's Minutes with Maurice podcast. I trust you enjoyed hearing about the Keel Canal. Be sure to click on forward to listen to next week's podcast when the Suez Canal will be reviewed. Until then, I am Maurice St. Germain.